Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. <sighs> you know, one of these days, it's all going to come together, and I'll be able to actually publish this show on time for an entire week. I don't know when that's going to be, but it sure is frustrating. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I am still D.C. Lundberg, and this still is Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any program here on the Locked On Podcast Network or T-L-O-P-N or Tloppin. Follow us on Twitter at L-O underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at D-C underscore Lundberg. L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G if you're scoring at home. Today we're going to take a break talking about prominent World Series of the past. Going to get back to that maybe on the next show or maybe the show after that. Not exactly sure at this time. But there is some pretty large baseball news that has something of a Mariners connection, which I would probably be talking about even if it did not have a Mariners connection. Because it hits on a topic that is a real pet peeve of mine, cheating. And this involves former Mariners second baseman Robinson Cano. To the surprise of no one with an IQ above room temperature, Robinson Cano has tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs for the second time. This news broke last Wednesday, and I'm sure that you've heard it by now. He was busted for uh, Stanozolol, which is indeed a performance-enhancing drug, last time he was caught with a masking agent. Cano will miss the entire 2021 season and will also forfeit his entire pay for the season. That's $24 million worth for 2021. He is still due $48 million for 2022 and 2023. And the Mariners are responsible for about $8 million of that total. They are not responsible for the money that they owe him this year, which I believe is just shy of $4 million. Mets president Sandy Alderson said, quote, We were extremely disappointed to be informed about Robinson's suspension for violating Major League Baseball's Joint Drug Prevention and Treatment Program. The violation is very unfortunate for him, the organization, our fans, and the sport. The Mets fully support MLB's efforts towards eliminating performance-enhancing substances from the game. That statement, of course, is bull****. Because the Mets acquired Robinson Cano mere months after his first positive test. This is what I don't understand. Actually, I do understand it. This, oh, we want to get steroids out of the game. We want to get PEDs out of the game. We can't stand for this. It's all optics and it's all crap. If, it, well, if these teams were actually honest about it, then players who have been busted would not continue to gain lucrative contracts after they have been busted. After the biogenesis scandal of 2013, the very next offseason, Johnny Peralta, who was suspended 50 games for that, signed a lucrative contract with the St. Louis Cardinals. Nelson Cruz was also busted as part of that biogenesis scandal. He signed as a free agent with Baltimore and then went on to a huge contract with the Seattle Mariners. Everett Cabrera was a part of that biogenesis scandal as well. He, Peralta, and Cruz were all 2013 all-stars. Francisco Cervelli was in the, was in the minor leagues at the time of the scandal. He was suspended 
And then he went on to a career with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jesus Montero, who was in the Mariners system at the time, was also busted for that scandal, although the Mariners had other reasons not to like Montero, and he wound up fizzling. Any team that acquires somebody who's been tainted with PEDs have absolutely no right to say when one of their players is suspended, well, we really want to get PEDs out of the game because it is absolute crap. If you really cared about getting PEDs out of the game, then you would not go acquire players who have been previously busted. I just named a whole ton of examples. The Mariners acquired D. Gordon one year or two, I forget exactly how many, after he tested positive and failed a PED test and had been suspended 80 games. Uh, Nelson Cruz, another example just from the Mariners. The Brewers have no right to say this because of Ryan Braun. The Cardinals have no right to say this because of Johnny Peralta. The Twins have no right to say this one of their better players, Jorge Polanco, was busted at the beginning of the 2018 season, and he wound up making the all-star team the next year. The list goes on and on and on. No one cares about this, ladies and gentlemen. The most blatant example I can think of is a man named Henry Mejia. Who is Henry Mejia, you may ask? Well, I will educate you. He was named the Mets closer in 2014. And he failed his first PED test on April 11th, 2015, testing positive for Stanozolol. Failed test number one. July 28th of that same year, he tested positive for Stanozolol and Boldenone two performance-enhancing drugs. So that cost him the next 162 games. However, on February 16th, 2016, he tested positive for Boldenone again. So that is his third failed PED test in the span of about 10 months. And the penalty for a third failed PED test is lifetime suspension, basically banishment from Major League Baseball. However you are allowed to apply for reinstatement after a year, which he obviously did because what the hell else is he going to do? And Commissioner Manfred accepted his reinstatement in July 2018. He went on to sign a minor league contract with the Boston Red Sox and spent most of the 2019 season at AAA Pawtucket. This is the prime example, ladies and gentlemen. Major League Baseball does not give a damn about performance-enhancing drugs. Anything that gets asses into the seats is okay in the eyes of Major League Baseball teams, even if it is dishonest and unethical, and it drives me up the wall. If you go to a Major League Baseball game these days, you are not getting an honest product. It's like buying something on Amazon, something expensive and name-brand on Amazon, and then being delivered a cheap knockoff and not being allowed to return it. That is what Major League Baseball is these days, and it will continue continue to be like that until teams actually get serious about ostracizing cheaters. If you haven't noticed, ladies and gentlemen, I have absolutely no use for anybody who cheats at anything. I know they're cheating at a game which in the grand scheme of things is not important, but it speaks to an underlying selfishness and disregard for everyone else and that I am not okay with. Remember gang, these people are supposed to be role models. I cannot think of many more groups of people who are worse role models than professional athletes are these days. 
We're going to take a break at this time. We're going to talk about the impact for the Mets um, of this Cano suspension in the second half. And also in the second half, I'm going to do a little name them and shame them. And we're going to talk about some Major League Baseball players, some more prominent Major League Baseball players who have been busted for performance-enhancing drugs, just as a reminder for you guys. But first, this word, to completely switch gears, first this word from Built Bar. And it's time to play my favorite game, Guess the Language, where we present today's advertisement in a foreign language, and you must guess what that language is. Here it is. Hãy thử Built Bar. Chúng là những thanh protein tuyệt vời được bao phủ trong sô-cô-la thực sự 100%, cũng ít đường. If you guessed that today's language was Cambodian, then you are absolutely incorrect, for today's language was Vietnamese. And that said, try Built Bar. They're great-tasting protein bars covered in 100% real chocolate that are also low in sugar, calories, and carbohydrates. Or at least I really hope that's what it said. But they are great-tasting protein bars. Try them for yourself at BuiltBar.com. They have 18 terrific flavors to choose from, in addition to their limited edition flavors that they have from time to time. Right now it's maple pecan, and that one is delicious. Peanut butter brownie is another good one. Chocolate orange is another good one. German chocolate cake, lemon almond cheesecake. There's not a bad flavor in the bunch, ladies and gentlemen. They are all fantastic. Some of them are obviously better than others, but they are all good. BuiltBar.com, again, is the place to get these. And don't forget about Built Boost Drink Powder, which if you mix with hot water is a great way to relieve a sore throat, or if you mix it in with a plain iced tea, you get a delicious flavored iced tea out of it. Also, Built Go Energy Shots. And if you try to use promo code blim blam bloopity bloop, nothing happens. So just use promo code locked on instead, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, like you don't know how to spell that. It is all one word, however, locked on is the promo code to get 20% off of your next order of the best protein bars ever to hit the face of the earth. Think I oversold that? Maybe it's a tad. If you got a question or a comment, send it on over to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, and I will consider using it and read it on the air and reply to it in a future mailbag episode, hopefully doing one next week. Jason Hernandez was busy this weekend and last and could not record an episode. I'm still waiting for him because there's one email that I'd like him to reply to on the air. So if you want him and or me to reply to any questions or comments that do not even have to be about baseball, send them to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. More Locked On Mariners following the following. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, Joey Martin. We are back here on Locked On Mariners talking about Robinson Cano's latest PED suspension, which was announced Wednesday. I'm sure you've heard about that already. It is now Saturday. It is November 21st. And we're going to talk a little bit about the impact this is going to have on the Mets, which does not affect it does not affect the Mariners too much, pardon me. And later on, a little reminder of those Major League Baseball players who have tested positive for PEDs in the past that you may not remember. Yes, gang, I am absolutely of the name em and shame em school. Once a cheater, always a cheater. And we can use a reminder of the cheaters who are still in Major League Baseball. First, let's talk about the Cano suspension and the impact that it will have on the Mets. This is from an article on MLB.com published three days ago on November 18th by Anthony DeComo. And he 
posits that this might actually improve the Mets defensively, but it does leave kind of a hole in the middle of their lineup, but at which position it's not going to be clear. They have uh, Jeff McNeil, who was their left fielder last season. He came up through the ranks as a second baseman, so he can go back to second base, his natural position, and his bat would play way above average at second base. In 248 career games, he has a slash line of 3 319, 383, 501. Last year, the abbreviated season, slash line of 311, 383, 454 in 52 games played. He was an all-star in 2019. He slashed 318, 384, 531, 23 home runs, 38 doubles, 75 runs driven in. And defensively at second base, he is kind of on the average side. His range is a little below average, and his glove plays average to slightly above. So in addition to that great offense you would have from the second base position, you would really not be losing that much defensively. Brandon Nimmo had been their center fielder. He'll slide over to left field to where he's more suited, and then with the 20 or so million dollars that they do not have to pay Cano this season, they can go out and get a free agent to play center field. George Springer and Jackie Bradley Jr. are the best options uh, in the free agent pool at this time, according to this article. And I'm going to quote the next uh, paragraph. Quote, The Mets could also use Andres Jimenez full-time at second base, keeping their current outfield alignment of McNeil, Nimmo, and Michael Conforto intact. They could acquire a free agent such as DJ LeMayhew to fill their role at second base. Or they could move McNeil to second base and sign a corner outfielder such as Marcel Ozuna to fill that role. Without Cano's money on the books, the Mets can spend up to $20 million more this winter without worrying about the luxury tax threshold. End quote. So it might not be, this is going to sound odd, this might not be the worst thing that actually happened to the Mets. It is obviously not the worst thing that's happened to Jeff McNeil if he slides back to second base, has a monster season, and that, that and then that makes Cano redundant, and then the Mets would try to dump him in the offseason. But I would be hard-pressed to think that they would find a suitor for somebody who has failed two PED tests who has owed that much money. You know, but... I've been surprised before, ladies and gentlemen. So I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that surprised, you know, if somebody if somebody takes that on who is really desperate for a second baseman. I'm going to quote the article once again. Quote: No matter what the Mets choose, Cano's long-term future is unclear. He remains under contract through 2023 at significant money. It is unknown if the Mets will welcome back Cano following multiple violations of MLB's drug policy or if they will move on despite their long-term financial commitment to him. End quote. It'll certainly be interesting to see what the Mets have in mind for Cano going forward. And I ha- also have to guess that any thoughts that he had of making the Hall of Fame are now completely toast, as if they were not already gone after the first test. But there's absolutely no chance, I would think now, of him going into the Hall of Fame. And now, gang, a reminder of the more prominent players out there who have at one time tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. 
I'm going to start for the most recent and then work my way backwards. Tim Beckham, we all remember, tested positive for Stanozolol August 6, 2019. While with the Mariners, he remained unsigned for the entirety of the 2020 season, but he signed a minor league contract with the Chicago White Sox a few weeks ago, so you can add them to the list of teams who condone cheating. Frankie Montas of the Oakland A's, one of their starting pitchers, was suspended last uh, season for testing positive for Osterine on June 21st. Jorge Polanco, we mentioned, tested positive for Stanazolal at the beginning of the 2018 season and then made the All-Star team the next year. Another All-Star, Starling Marte, now with the Diamondbacks, tested positive for Nandrolone in 2017 in April of 2017 while with the Pirates. We mentioned D. Gordon. Irvin Santana, April 3rd, 2015, tested positive for Stanazolal. Ryan Braun has two positive tests. He had the first suspension overturned, ladies and gentlemen, and then tested positive again. Yasmani Grandal, back in his Padres days, tested positive for testosterone on uh, November 11th, 2012. Bartolo Colon tested positive for testosterone August 22nd, 2012. Melky Cabrera tested positive for testosterone August 15th, 2012. Just a few weeks after being named the All-Star MVP, ladies and gentlemen. Freddie Galvis has tested positive for Clostable on June 19th, 2012. Edison Volquez has a positive test April 20th, 2010, and the drug that he uh, was found in his system was not announced. And then there's Michael Pineda and Adalberto Mondesi, both of, ha- both of whom had extenuating circumstances and had their res- uh, suspensions reduced. Pineda first. He tested positive for hydrochlorothiazide last September 7th, 2019. Uh, he claimed it was for medical reasons and that he failed to get a waiver and he had his suspension reduced from 80 to 60 games. Ladies and gentlemen, I do buy this argument. I take hydrochlorothiazide myself for high blood pressure and it's not so much that he was trying to cheat. Hydrochlorothiazide is used as a masking agent to mask other performance enhancing drugs that may be in your system but I totally buy that this could have been for medical reasons and then he failed to get a waiver. So it's not cheating that got him suspended. It's really, when it comes down to it, idiocy. He should have followed protocol and applied for a waiver, which he probably would have gotten. Remember, David Segui was taking human growth hormone, but he had a medical waiver for that from Major League Baseball, as it was part of his rehab uh, program, I believe for his elbow. And Alberto Mondesi failed a test that was announced on May 10th, 2016 for clenbuterol. This was found to be part of a cold medication that he purchased in the Dominican Republic and he had his suspension reduced from 80 games to 50 games. But the fact remains, you have got to know what you're putting in your body and you have got to know that any substance you may be taking, you've got to check that against Major League Baseball's banned substance list. And if you have the even slightest idea that you may be wanting to take something that might be on that list, consult Major League Baseball, consult with your doctors and get a medical waiver. It's been done before, ladies and gentlemen. These two extenuating circumstances I do separate from the previous list that I went over of people who were genuinely trying to cheat. I do separate these two from the others. That's going to do it for this one, gang. We're going to be back either later on tonight or maybe tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure at this time. Joining me on that episode, however, will be Elroy Jetson, 
Dr. Teeth, and a can of air freshener. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program using any podcasting app that may happen to spring to mind. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you'll join us for the next one. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 